All right, so Trey, man, I got a lot of I got a lot of feelings on the Kyrie Irving topic. Um, I, I have no idea what's going on. I, I mean, I, I heard his comments. I knew we were going to record, and then he obviously came on IG Live and then justified some of his statements. But I want to kick it to you for those who don't know. Obviously, Kyrie Irving is unvaccinated. Okay, and. Um, we'll be talking about how we feel about how the Nets are going to do later because of Kyrie Irving not playing. Um, and Kyrie Irving not only got some criticism, but he ob- obviously went on Instagram and defended himself, which then controversially created more criticism on top of whatever already he had going on. So it's a whole bunch I want to talk about. It's a whole bunch that many layers to this trade, but I, I want to kick it to you and What's your overall feelings? Because I know how you feel about Kyrie in general and some of the stuff that he does. So what is this? Where does this sit with you? All right. Well, <clears throat> let me go ahead and say it straight. I like Kyrie Irving as a player, and I do like some of his antics. But I know you and me have had this discussion before because you got confused. I had to remind you. I like the antics that don't disrupt the team. Like when he says the earth is flat. I, I just find that funny. I know he's wrong. <laughs> But it's funny and like it gets people all heated and whatnot. I just think he's funny. Like when he posts on Instagram about the third eye, I'm like, okay, dude, you're kind of crazy. You're funny. <laughs> you're kind of crazy, but you're not disrupting the team. But when it comes to something like, oh, I'm gonna retire if I get traded, or and I'm that's your right, but I mean, like, you know, you're kind of disrupt you're disrupting the team, or I'm not gonna take the vaccine, you're causing issues for the team. And one thing I will give him is, is that it is his right not to take the vaccine. But for mm-hmm. all the people defending him, what I will say is also the Nets' right, the NBA's rights, and everybody else's right to make a decision based off of that decision. So if he decides not to take the vaccine, you know, there's consequences for those decisions you make. So I, I don't I'm, I don't really side with Kyrie Irving on this one. Like, okay, yeah, you don't want to take the vaccine, cool. But the Nets also had a right to withhold your money if you're not going to be able to play for them and tell you to go away. So I just think at this point, you're just being kind of disrespectful to your teammates. You're being disruptive. But at this point, I mean, Kevin Durant and James Harden, they seem to have moved on. I mean, they care, but they don't because they know they can't change their mind. So I'm kind of moving on too. Here's my only thing. I don't have any, well, I I mean, obviously have personal feelings on vaccines, but I don't have any issue with him having his choice. However, couple of things people are forgetting, and we've talked about this on the pod, Trey. One, this decision can affect other people. So yes, that's the, that's the main thing. And the second thing is he, Kyrie, and this is the report, Trey, right? Like, I guess I should do the journalistic thing here and be correct. There is a report that is stating that he is trying to be, quote, a voice for the voiceless, right? And trying to send it for people that, you know, because of the vaccine mandates have lost their jobs and are forced to be taking the vaccine or not taking the vaccine and basically having the choice ripped from them. So there's a report that's Kyrie's part of the reason why he's not taking the vaccine is to stand up for that. Now I'm going to just be full honest on French street. And I don't know how you feel about this, but the idea of him doing not taking the vaccine because of that reason is just asinine to me. All right. That, that, that is not, I mean, I guess who am I to say it's what's a good or not a good reason. But I just don't see how you can be an advocate in that type of way. And if you really wanted to make the choice to take the vaccine, I don't think that should stop you. I, I just think, it's, to me, it feels like a cop-out. It feels like you just don't want to take the vaccine, and you may have your reasons, but 
you saying that you're standing up for something like you're Muhammad Ali or something like that, like this isn't that type of cause in this type of situation. I don't know how you feel about that. Well, my thing is, even if that is true and that's how you feel, say it because it, that's the that's another issue I have with Kyrie and it's not just with the vaccine, but it's with other things he does too. He doesn't really specify what he's what his agenda is or what he's trying to accomplish. Yeah, he says it's and his business did. and we don't it's not of his none of our business and he kept saying keep saying that. So that's why he's subject to criticism. So it's kind of like we're gonna just keep going in this in this circle, right? A hamster wheel that's just gonna get you going around and around. Thank you. And I don't I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. And my thing is if you are a voice for the voiceless, then voice it. But don't <laughs> right, just sit there and be right. quiet and then be like, Oh, y'all don't understand. You know, y'all are just followers and blah blah. Bruh, just if you trying to be a voice for the people, then you actually have to speak out for the people. So that's another issue I have with Kyrie. But like I said, long story short, I just want to see him on a basketball court. But if he decides he doesn't want to take the vaccine and he doesn't want to be in a basketball court, cool, dude. I'm just going to forget you. So here's and then here's my, my thing on it as well. If I could meet Kyrie Irving and ask him, if I only had one question, my question would be, what is the goal? Like, what is your actual goal here? I don't Meaning, think he knows. What, and, that, and that's my concern, right? So what is your goal personally? Um, and that may just be, hey, it's my personal choice. I don't want to take it or I do. Then what is your goal? If that report is true, right? I'm just going with the assumption that that report is true. We don't know, right? To be fair. But if I go with the assumption that the report is possibly true, then what is your goal? Because him getting on Instagram Live and talking about what narratives are, first of all, Trey, or if anybody else listening, have you only noticed that players only talk about Rathley to only talk about narratives when it's in a negative light. They never just mention nar- narratives when there was good narratives. No one ever complains about it then, right? Then it's like, oh, we under control the narrative, controlling it. Well, you don't. You didn't complain about controlling the narrative when you were. He doesn't complain about controlling the narrative when you were hitting the big shot against Curry in the finals, right? And like you're considered one of the best clutch players ever, or something like that. So, no, that's a story for another day. But at the end of the day, I'm confused on what the goal is in mind. And for him, it just it it feels to me that we're being kind of, you know, it, it just feels like we're, you know, what I don't know what, what to call it, maybe a rebel, the guy that's just like going being the contrarian, and it's like when you don't really even necessarily have to in this type of situation. You know what I mean? No, I agree with you, Pula, on that. I mean, you don't have to, um, like you said, we don't really know what you're trying to accomplish in this scenario. But at the end of the day, I also think that. Kyrie might just want to be, might just be one of those people that, again, like you just pointed out, he just rebelling, rebelling just to rebel. So I'm like, I'm just not gonna give you a whole bunch of attention. That's why I'm kind of struggling with words, what to say about this situation. Right. Like I'm at this point, I know it's a big deal, obviously, when he's dealing with a vaccine, when he's dealing with a, a global pandemic that's killed so many people. So I don't want him, you know, act like we're um above talking about it at this point. Yeah, but- we don't want to minimize it what it's yeah. basically what it is yeah yeah and i don't want that to be taken like that but it's just like Kyrie, dude just give me a break dude like so, every week is something i mean even not just the pandemic but you remember a couple of years ago when cleveland was trying to bring him back and he wanted to be traded and he was threatening to go get knee surgery so right. he was gonna have to play the whole season it's like it's always something and it's just like man you just need to go meditate calm down and play <laughs> basketball and, you know, and the last one for me is Kyrie Irving. I, I was trying to think for a long time, like, what does he feel like? To me, when it feels like Kyrie Irving does things, even just outside of this situation with COVID, it still feels like, you know, you've been in the argument with, like, somebody you know, a friend, a significant other, and they, like, they only just want to tell you their side, and they don't want any backlash. They don't want to hear what you have to say. 
like, I think it's important to note, like, I don't think Kyrie Irving sees this maybe yet, but sometimes your critics are right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know we get critics, people criticize us for things and like, we can definitely have a conversation about where they get information and things like that. But Hey, sometimes in life, your critics are right. And I, I just don't ever think that there has been a scenario where Kyrie Irving gets criticized and he feels like there is any merit to it or is, or is valid. And that's what it feels like when Kyrie Irving, when we have situations with Kyrie Irving over and over again throughout the course of his career, whether it's the Boston days, whether it's like you said, the end of Cleveland with LeBron, whether it's even COVID. Right. So that's my main concern. Now I will just table it with you for this. Kyrie Irving can't play. Um, you know, or they're, they're putting him away from the team. What do you think the end result of this is? Do you think he just doesn't play the entire year? Do you think he eventually caves and gets the vaccine? If you have to predict, what do you think? Um, I think he's just going to eventually cave and get the vaccine. Okay. Or either, I think he's going to sit out like a month or two. And at that point, if the New York, you know, regulations change at that point, then maybe he could play, but he won't have, he won't have the vaccine. I think he's just going to sit out a month or two. And after like that second month, I think he's just going to cave in and get the vaccine. See, and he's going to say, you didn't understand why I was sitting out. And this is different. This is the choice you made the vaccine. Now. Yeah, and it's okay. just going to be some weird convoluted thing. And he's like, whatever, dude. And, and real quick, I mean, I, I'm, I'm also a little confused because and maybe you have some, can provide some context to this, Trey. So the, this is coming from the, the state of New York, correct? Correct. Be, because... I'm confused on Bradley Beal being unvaccinated, but he just played in the garden. So that, that's what's confusing to me. He just played in the garden in the preseason game. He's unvaccinated. He's come out and said he's unvaccinated. He said he needs to do some research or whatever it is, which I, I don't know how much longer, much more time he needs to do research. He had an entire offseason when he wasn't playing basketball. But anyway, anyway. so th- these are the, some of the things that confuses me when you come when it comes with the vaccine in certain states, um, I think it's, it's not the whole state of California, right? With Golden State, but also just... with the city of Brooklyn, it was also an issue. I think he can't practice with other players as well, so he can't practice either. Okay, so then how can Bradley Beal? I mean, you probably don't know the answer to that, but I guess me just talking out loud, I, I don't know. Maybe I'd have to find out why Bradley Beal can play in it or somebody unvaccinated that's a visitor. You know what I'm saying? And and Kyrie, but that's a good question. Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. So I, I I saw that the other day. And I'm like, well, Bradley Beal's unvaccinated. He's already said that he's not getting the vaccine. And XYZ, your boy Jonathan Isaac, you know, we can obviously talk no, about No, we're not doing that today. <laughs> so, so just, I mean, look, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other topic, but yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to Interesting Enough. He is Trey Samuel. I'm Nolan Todd. First of all, if this is your first time joining or second time or 100th time joining, thank you. Please, of course, like, subscribe, share, tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, If you've joined us for the first time, like I said, you've caught us at a perfect time. I mean, I would say, Trey, NBA is probably our bread and butter. It's kind of the reason how we started this podcast. And we're doing our our annual NBA preview at this point. Well, first of all, before we get started, Trey, what's going on? How you feeling? You ready to do this preview? How you feeling about your Lakers? We'll get into that. Well, hold up. First of all, it's my magic. Let's get it cr- correct. <laughs> I thought I could sneak. So, you I know, thought I could sneak it by. No, 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 no. It's the magic. You know, I'm feeling good. We're <laughs> undefeated at this point, so you know, it's a good start. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Look, we got a lot to get into with the preview. Obviously, um, I, we, we're going to talk about the East and the West. Who we think is going to come out of those conferences? The MVP, 
um, a lot of some various awards, um, some storylines. But I think Trey would be remiss if, you know, we really haven't touched this topic all offseason uh, very much from what I can remember. Um, we talked about Kyrie Irving and, and how the Nets, and we'll get into that later. But but Ben Simmons, Trey, we got to get into Ben Simmons. And just to give people a quick context, Ben Simmons plays for the Philadelphia 76ers. If you've been living under a rock, you wouldn't know that he's not only requested a trade, hadn't showed up to camp or anything until as of recently, as of I'm guessing a few days ago now, as officially reported. Yeah, um, he practiced today. Officially, officially practiced. There you go. Hasn't played in any preseason games or anything yet. Um, don't know if he played in the opener. We'll see that. My question would be, we've heard all this all offseason. We now see where it has been. He was not going to report this and that. It's a stunt, X, Y, Z. What is the end result for this, do you think, Trey, won? And then secondly, what do we think the Philadelphia 76ers end up with all of this? Well, I think it's the end result is that he's going to get traded. I just think that's it has to be the end result. Because he's even if he plays... He's going to play at like what thirty percent, like what James Harden did last year with Houston. Oh, you don't think he's going to get full effort? Oh no, no, no! His back is going to hurt. Uh, His leg is going to hurt. I didn't. No offense, but I'd rather James Harden not get full effort. Ben Simmons not giving full effort. What is that? Yeah, he's kind of majority of his game would be, I would say, predicated on effort on the defensive end, rebounding, pushing yeah. the ball. Yeah, that's about it. So I think he's going to force his way out. The only the bad part about it to me is that Philly, I don't think I don't think they can win a championship with Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. But whatever they trade him for, I don't think they're gonna be able to win a championship with that either because I don't think they're gonna get anything equal. I don't think they're getting Damian Lillard or a um, Bradley Bill or somebody of that caliber. So yeah. I think at the end of the day, they're gonna kinda of be stuck in this kind of no man's land where they're not the second or third best team in the East. And did they really get better by trading Ben Simmons? Maybe only marginally, but it's not enough to push them over the hump. So I think that's where it's going to all end up. I don't know. The problem with the Ben Simmons thing is, you know, usually when the Anthony Davis situation or James Harden, they usually get the deal done. You know, they just ran into Daryl Morey and he's as stubborn as it gets when it comes to GMs. So he was refusing to move Ben Simmons at that point. The problem is, I just feel like it's very weird to have him in the locker room after all this situation has con- has transpired. And I think he does have to be moved. And I think they're just, like you said, they're not going to get full value. The problem is the effort scenario, what you were talking about. Because I, I think that there is a scenario, I think, in my head, if Ben Simmons plays really well. And let's just say... Well, I mean, I guess best case scenario, he takes some jump shots, right? But let's just say from all accounts, yeah. he's probably not, right? If we just have to bet some money on it. My only problem would be, can the Philly fans, can Daryl Moore, can Ben Simmons, can Joel Embiid convince themselves that they can still make this work and make it work one more time? Because I know Doc Rivers in the organization would like to, not only because they can't get the full value from him, but too, because he's a heck of a basketball player to begin with. So that's the only part that gets me con- uh, confused and maybe has a ch- an outside chance here. and Because I, I don't know when he would get moved or what package. Yeah, you, they may not get Damian Lillard. They may have to settle for C.J. McCollum. Excellent player. But if they can get a, maybe a haul like for a De'Aaron Fox or something, now you're kind of talking. But who knows? But see, the issue is going to be, okay, well, let me first start off by saying James Harden and Anthony Davis, their situations were a little bit different because when those teams traded them, when the Pelicans and the Houston Rockets traded them, they weren't getting, you know, players back that were comparable to those players they were trading out. Yeah. 
they were just getting picked, so they were rebuilding. Philadelphia is not doing that, so that's what makes it more difficult. They want to actually get a superstar or somebody that they believe is a Ben Simmons caliber. Right. They're not going to get that. And as far as getting C.J. McCollum back, okay, you get C.J. McCollum back, but I'm not sure that makes you any better than Ben Simmons because C.J. McCollum doesn't offer any defensive pedigree that Ben Simmons, you know, offers. Now, offensively, but, yeah, it makes you better. But yeah, defensively, but defensively, you take a big step back. That's right. But here's the trade-off. If you're them, and that may be, the, you know, I'm, and we're saying, I'm just saying C.J. McCollum is a headliner. I mean, you may grab a Robert Covington or, you know, you may grab a few guys back, right? So let's yeah. just say in a scenario you grab that. You know, now you got a defender to put along with Thibault and some of these other guys. Yeah, you'll lose some. You probably can't have Curry and McCollum on the court at the same time. But, I mean, heck, McCollum is an excellent offensive player and it gives you a dynamic. It gives you more spacing that you just didn't have. So it's just a trade-off. I just think at the end of the day with Philly, I'm to, I'm to your point. I just, especially the way the East has improved, I think they'll still be a 51 team. I just don't think that they're a team that's going to be competing for a championship when that's with or without Ben. It's even if they make a trade, unless they pulled off something miraculous and can get a damn Lillard or something like that. That'd be the only scenario where I can see because I, or Bradley Beal, maybe that's about it. And I mean, no, I was going to go to say the only, the only way I can really see this happening is if they trade for Kyrie Irving. But then why would each team want to make the other team better? Because that makes Philadelphia better. <laughs> right. right. That also makes Brooklyn better. So I don't – and then the same conference, I, like, I just don't see that happening. No, nah, you, yeah, you yeah, you got to get them out. You got to get them out of the conference. Like I said, maybe Washington because you're just not going to have, have it to compete with them really. Even if Ben Simmons goes there, it's not like they're competing for a championship or anything. You won't have to worry about that for a few years. But, you know, I guess, it, you know, I'm excited to see that. That's going to be the biggest storyline, one of the biggest storylines going in. Um, but just staying in the East in, in general, you know, since we're in, in the, the interest of, of doing a preview, obviously we know the big wigs at the top, but I did want to ask you, do you think that there's going to be any surprises before we even get to surprising players? You know, do you think there's going to be any surprising teams that we're not thinking about on the horizon? That's going to really compete and maybe, um, make some real noise in the East. Well, I don't, I don't know about really compete. I mean, I think they seem to make the playoffs and, uh, they might push somebody in the first round. I, I get that to the Indiana Pacers, and I think it's just a bit reason is they got Rick Carlisle, and I really think he's a good coach. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think they have some pieces. They've had some pieces for a couple um, for the last couple of years. You know, Miles Turner, um, Levert. You know, they have some guys that can push you into the playoffs in the East. They can push you to the seventh or eighth seed. Now, obviously, you know, now we had the play-in game, so um. That does change some things, you know, as far yeah. as they make the playoffs or not. You know, that does add a little more variability to the um, whole situation. But I think they still have a shot. So I think that's a team that I think that can really, you know, kind of exceed everybody's expectations. But aside from that, I think the East is kind of – I don't think the East is really a toss-up. I think we all know, okay, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and Philly, you know, they're somewhere in the top two or three. Then you have Boston, Atlanta, New York. You know, they kind of round out the middle side of it. In the and heat? then everybody else. Oh, I forgot about the heat. Forgot about the heat, yeah. Well, the heat, I, I, and I feel, I feel you. I don't know I'm gonna be a homer, but the heat can go either way. They can probably end in that top, that top tier, or they can be in that middle tier. Okay, let's talk about the heat real quick because you said about players. You said anybody interesting players that can um, pop up. Yeah, the heat. It's funny that they say, I'm saying this, but I think they got a lot um, weighing on the shoulders of Tyler Hero. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, 
Yeah, like he's a big scoring punch. And I think last year, one of the reasons they struggled so much because everybody was expecting him to take, you know, a bigger scoring role, just a bigger role on that team in general. And he yeah. kind of had a sophomore gear slump. I think a lot is on his shoulders because obviously Kyle Lowry, you know, he's a great player, but he's 35. Jamie Butler's getting older. I know he just got that four-year extension, but he's getting older. You know, he's not going to be able to carry the weight. The young guy that they didn't want to trade for James Harden in that trade, that they didn't want to give him up, I think they're going to be – yeah, it was, it was hero, and it was a reason. I think, you know, Duncan Robinson, he's a nice player, but he's 27, 28. You know, he's kind of older, and he's just three-point specialist. You know, he's only going to give you so much. Mm-hmm. I think hero, he's the one that, oh, okay – he can start working on his passing game and getting others involved. He can start becoming a 18 to 20 point game scorer. He can become a bigger threat on the defensive end because he does have quickness. So, you know, he can stay in front of guys. I think a lot is away in his shoulders, but in the preseason, he has looked good so far, man. Yeah. And that's an excellent point. And I'm glad you brought up Tyler Hero because he's got a lot of pressure on him in a way that a lot of young guys don't usually have at this point. If they're not the leader of their team, like a, Tatum was when it, you know, kind of thing. And even Tatum didn't have as much pressure because he was going to be the guy regardless, right? You know, I mean, Tyler Hero's in a situation where, like, this is kind of a make or break year. Here's what I will say a few things about Tyler Hero. One, I'm a guy that watches all the Heat games, I'm a Heat fan. He does a lot of things that people don't notice. Best thing that he does that people don't even know, he's an excellent rebounder for a guard. He gets up like five boards a game. He's a really good rebounder, right? But that's besides the point, him being able to close games, like you said, and like he doing some stuff that he did similarly like he did in the bubble is going to be huge and as he goes the heat kind of going away like because i know what jimmy's going to give me i know what kyle lowry's going to give me i I, i'm looking at him even Doug Robinson. i'm looking at him and what bam could give me right if bam could really stretch his game offensively hit that mid-range jumper consistently be a little bit more of a threat as a scorer and then tyler can really improve his overall game as a playmaker and and just continue as a shot maker then you look at the heat uncapped, and that's not even considering the Victor Oladipo topic, right? Like, that's not even considering what you can get out of him. And that's the only caveat to this, Trey. Let's say the Tyler Hero thing, he's just what, he's just what he was last year. Just a pretty good player, that's it. If Victor Oladipo can uncap, I don't think he'll ever be the same player he was, but let, let's just say he's uh, a version better than he was the last few years and not that, somewhere in the middle. That's a really good player. So you got to have one of those two guys pop. I mean, if I'm being realistic, both of them are probably not going to happen. But if you can get one of those to pop, that unlocks the team. That's what I think. But see, now, as far as the bid to Oladipo goes, I'm just not a real big believer in him anymore because of the injuries. It seems like mm-hmm. he gets injured every year. It seems like it's a lower extremity injury every year. I don't think he has that same athleticism he had, you know, three or four years ago when we saw him in Indiana. <clears throat> I don't think he still has the same scoring ability we um we saw he had with Orlando or Indiana. So I'm just I'm not really holding much weight on him. And then even then, even if he can play, it's like, okay, how long can he hold up for? Even and, if he does look good. Yeah. And but here's the thing about Oladipo. I will say those games that he played with the heat, he did have his explosion and all that stuff in terms of getting to the rim. The problem was is if you you know, when we've read the stuff about the surgery and you know it was a miracle they were saying he was playing on the leg he was in to begin with. So it seems to be that all of those problems, all signs point to he actually has it actually fixed this time. And if, and if we think about it injury-wise, and you tell me because you're a Magic fan, it seems like most of these injuries are just stemming from that original, um, the original injury he had in Indiana, right? That's what it seems and, like. Yeah, no, that's what it seems from. like it's coming from. But, I mean, at a certain point, I mean, I know Derrick Rose is playing better, but, you know, one injury can lead to another and another, and before long you're a shell of yourself. 
Right. You're right. No, I agree with that too. So that's why I'm, I wouldn't expect him to be the same player, but if he can be, I don't even want to say close to it. If he could just be a contributor, you know what I mean? That, that is going to be huge, you know, for the heat. And, and I, I think that, but you're right with the Tyler hero situation. And I, I thought Oladipo in there and even bam to a certain extent with the scoring, you know, those guys are going to be, I'm, I already know what I'm going to get with the veterans. I know what I'm going to get with Lowry, Tucker and Butler and Morris. I just want to see what I'm going to get with those guys. So um, I'm excited for that. But here, here's what I will say. I mean, you, talk, you talked about some surprising teams and players. I got to give you credit. got to give you your flowers because last year, I don't know if you remember, but do you, I don't know if you remember the breakout player you chose last year, but I'll remind you, the breakout player you chose was Lonzo Ball. Okay. And Lonzo Ball did have a breakout year, Trey. So I, I got to give you your flowers for that. And oh, thank you. And and I did pick Kobe White, and he did not. Okay, so <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna throw it to you for this again. Do you have anybody in mind that you expect to have a breakout year? Um, maybe whether it's an All Star year or just a big improvement from what they had previously. You know, I don't. I think De'Aaron there's a few Fox, candidates for this. I mean, to be honest, but yeah, it's a few candidates, and I think I'm gonna go with De'Aaron Fox. In this in this regards, mm. I don't think his stats are going to look that much better, but I think he's grinding to inform. He's like in his fourth year. I think he's going to be able to propel Sacramento into the playoff hunt. And the reason I don't want to say into the playoffs is because again, we know we had a playing game. So, well, can he get to the playoff playing game because they've been in the playoff hunt if you think about it until maybe 15, 20 games left. Yeah, but I think I think they're going to get there this year. That's what I'm trying to say. I think they're going to finish okay. like. With the A seventh A seed, now mm. will they actually end up in the playoffs? I don't know, but I think he's going to propel them to that um, point. I think him and Buddy Hill, you know, Buddy Hill, you know, he's a great scorer. Well, good scorer. I don't want to say great, but a good scorer. Mm-hmm. And I think now that all the trade rumors have died down, now that Buddy Hill knows he's not getting traded, now that Luke Walton has been there for what three years, even though he's not the best coach in my opinion, now that they have some kind of stability. They have Vladi out of the uh, front office, and they have a, you know, a whole new front office. I think this is the time that Sacramento starts to take a, a move forward, and I think it's going to all stem from De'Aaron Fox and his game. Yep, absolutely. So I I have a pick for this, Trey, and I guarantee you you're going to be surprised who I pick. But And you, you may or may not agree with it, but I know he, he's, he may be one of your guys. I've been on this guy's train since he got drafted. I'm going Wendell Carter Jr., and this is why, okay? First of all, I do, I do want to... Uh-uh. Let, me, let, me, let me explain. I do want to state for the record, I've always liked him over Marvin Bagley when they both played together in college. I've always stated that. I think Wendell Carter Jr. is more skilled. I think he's got just got more overall game. Second, I think he's in a situation in Orlando where he can thrive. You already know I love the Suggs pick. I think he's a Jason Kidd waiting to happen, just makes everybody around him better. I think he's a franchise changer. And he doesn't have to be ball dominant, but he can get everybody involved. Third, I just don't really think the Magic have a, you know, they're, they're not going to be a good team and they don't really have a go-to guy. They got a lot of guards to do stuff. So he's really the only guy in the paint that can really do some things offensively. I don't trust Mo Bamba's offense. Wagner's more of a pass, force first Boris Diaw kind of player anyway. So I think he's in a good situation. That being said, I'm not picking him to win an MVP. I'm not picking him to win, to make an all-star team or anything like that. I just think that he's going to be a surprising player in the league when you look up Instead of him, you know, being an 11, 12 point score, you, you might look up and he'd be an 18, 19. Well, will he be in a, a game? Will he be in the chase for most improved? 
I think so. That's how I'm looking at it. That's okay, okay. Yeah, so if you, if you ask me like that. Okay, so let me ask. Does, does, does most of the most improved guys, do they normally make an all-star team? I don't know. I'd have to look back. I'll have to look back. I don't think they normally make an all-star. I think, like, Siakam won it, I think. Because, no, last year, I remember Alonzo was um at one point at the top of the most improved. Who won it last eight. year? I don't even remember. I don't remember who won it last year. That's a good question. Okay, so I know Lonzo keep going was, and I looked it up. Yeah, so I know Lonzo was on the list. But in general, I don't know if the criteria is usually a guy that makes the all-star team. But I think it's usually, like, a big statistic. It might have been, like, Jeremy Grant or something. I know he had a big jump last year. But – I just think that... Oh, last year was Julius Randle. Okay, Randle. Okay. He happened to, Yeah, he made the All-Star team. But I don't know if it's always like that. But I think Wendell Carter Jr. is going to be probably considered the best player on the Magic towards by the end of this year. Well, maybe Suggs is the best overall player that you'd want to build around, but he can be easily a 19, 20-point scorer. I, I mean, it would not be surprising in this league the way it is. He can shoot the ball. He can score at all three levels. I think he's a really good player. And well, I one good thing he I mean, has... You're a Magic guy. Yeah, one good thing, and I'm not going to get stuck in the magic. I know most people don't want to hear about the magic, but <laughs> one thing he does have, I will say this to end it off, is that, you know, Jalen Suggs, he really isn't a ball-dominant player where he just wants to shoot the ball all the time. He does, you know, want to move the ball around. And like you said, the magic really don't have anybody else. Right. Like, that. that's just the biggest thing. We really don't have anybody else. So, you know, he had that going for it. But um, enough about the East. Let's shift over to the West right now. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of teams out in the West race. But one of the more underrated teams that that's in the West right now is the New Orleans Pelicans, and I kind of want to talk to you about them real quick. Mm-hmm. Is Zion Williamson's issues, I guess. Have you heard much about that, or do I need to inform you? Well, outside of the injuries? Yeah, outside of the injuries about – okay, so there's some rumors going around that he doesn't want – he wants more control within the organization. He, uh, mm. he He's the reason the team didn't well, – that's, that's, this is what the rumors say. He's the reason the team didn't announce his injury because – he kind of likes to keep his information private. There, there's another rumor that the team is having issues with his weight because if you look at his most recent images, you know. Uh, yeah, I saw the comparison photo. Yeah, he put up uh, some weight. <laughs> yeah. So I, the rumors are kind of suggesting that he's kind of high maintenance. Okay, so and, I have heard the thing about the family. I thought that's where you were going. Like, you remember the stuff about the family was upset about the Christmas Day game? Did you hear about oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So the family, just people, because you and I know for context, Christmas Day games, there's five game slots. Usually the NBA has to put their most marquee teams and players um, on the Christmas Day games because everybody's with their family, watching TV. You know, you that's why you got the Lakers and the Nets and you got Luka and you got Trey Young. The Pelicans didn't get any of the slots. And Zion Williamson... I mean, by all accounts, Trey, he's got to be at least one of the three or four most marketable guys in the NBA, right? At least that's who the NBA would want to market. And he didn't get a slot. And a lot of people, rumors within Zion's family feels like it's because the Pelicans aren't that good of a team and things like that. But yeah, so I guess that goes a part of your point as well. But I I guess you're you're, you're more asking, what do you think they're going to do going forward? Yeah, because I I, I got a hot take. Okay, go with it. Just just hit me with it. Yeah. I think I would try to move off of Zion Williams. If you're the Pelicans, look, hear me out. Oh, I think no. he's just, no, 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 no. Hear me okay. out. I think he's going to be injury prone for the rest of his career. He looks like he has a weight issue. I don't think he's he's already had what two lower lower leg injuries at this point. Now you have a foot injury. You know, once you break your foot, once you keep breaking your foot, he's yeah. not getting skinnier, and he's jumping with all that force. Like I just don't think. I don't think he, I don't think he's going to be the player that everybody expected him to be. He doesn't even look like the same player that he was at Duke. Here's the thing. 
if you're the Pelicans, I can hear what you're saying, but you can't do it. You just can't do it. And here's what I say with the Pelicans. One, you already moved off of Anthony Davis. And that was big for that for that organization and stuff too. Going back a little bit, Trey, they moved off of Chris Paul, right? So you, you have a history yep. of doing this one. So you're alienating the 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 the, uh, the fan base. Second thing, Trey, no disrespect to Chris Paul and Davis. None of those guys are as marketable as Zion, right? And at the very least, if the Pelicans aren't going to be good, even if this is only going to be a short stretch of time where you got Zion and he's marketable, well, heck, man, just do it. You can at least sell some tickets. You can at least, you know, have a most of a marquee guy in the league, but you cannot move him. The only way you move him, and I will agree to the point, there's no way in heck you can move him because you can't let him walk on free agency. I think you have him to the point where he's going to obviously re-sign that rookie, the extension that they all do, right? You got to go get that first back. That's just what it is in the nature of the league. At that point, you can evaluate it and see how he's doing, but he's got to want to take his body more seriously. It's him. And I'll be honest with you, he's not the only one. Him and Luka Doncic are the same way. Luka's got to take his body more seriously, too. But and, at least Luka doesn't have an injury history. No, you're right. And I was going to say, imagine if Luka even did that and got it together. I mean, imagine what it's going to be at that point. But those guys, they're just surviving. And Zion, too, when he's on the court, I mean, he's dominant. You know what I'm saying? He's dominant. Imagine when those guys take that seriously. You even see, we talked about it before, Jokic. Jokic just slimmed down, and he was already a great player before that, right? He slimmed down, got his body right. What happened, Trey? He just won an MVP. MVP. Right? So... There's a quote. What happened? Joel Embiid slimmed down. He probably played the most games of his career last year. What was he? Second in the MVP race. If he didn't get that injury, he probably would have won. Right. So, or, you know, there's one and two, one A, one B. So it, you just can't move off of Zion on them. The situation, the problem with the Pelicans is, and not to make this a Pelicans podcast, the Brandon Mangrum and Zion thing is just not going to work. It's just no, not going to fit. With the spacing on the floor and they're both at the fours, it's just not going to work. It's just a situation where it's not going to work. But I'd rather be around Brandon. There's no way. There's no way I'd rather build around Dude, Brandon. Brandon I, is not a better player than Zion. Period. No, theoretically, he's not a better player. We not we didn't get the Zion that we thought we were going to get out of Duke. I'm telling you, I don't even think Zion is a better player now than he was at Duke. I that's a discussion. I don't think any better. I mean, that's a discussion for I, I get, but. When I'm talking about building, having a franchise player, Brandon Ingram is not a franchise player. He's not super marketable. He's kind of quiet. His game's quiet. It's just, you, you know how this go, this works business-wise. I mean, it's not just, just about what he does on the court. So I, I just think that Zion is going to be the one that you want to keep and, and you want Brandon Ingram to keep his value high and you maybe move off him. But, maybe, but I think Zion's going to end up like Brandon Roy. I think you're going to build around him and then he's just going to have a whole bunch of injuries. I don't know, man. I re- well, we, we both obviously certainly hope we we hope it's not, but yeah, hope it's, it's, not. yeah, but you know we'll, we'll have to see there. But without staying to the Pelicans too much longer, let, let, let's let's get to your boy, man. Let's get to your boy, Bron Bron. Okay, for, first of all, Trey. Before we even talk about the Lakers, over under Trey, how many posts are we going to see from LeBron this year on Instagram, Twitter, talking about how people doubted him and the and how old their team is, how people doubted him and Westbrook's going to work? Hashtag washed king. How many posts are we going to see this year? I, I'm, I setting the, I'm setting the over under at four. I, I don't think we we see any. This is why I think they're gonna get off to a rough start. So I don't even think he's gonna be able to post that. Now you yeah, might see really? some passive aggressive post, <laughs> like oh yeah, we yeah, need to be together as a team. Yeah, yeah, he might do a couple of those. He's good for those. Yeah, he's good yeah, for those. I don't think we're gonna see the watch King. We don't see those until um, they get to the NBA Finals or if they win the NBA Finals. Then we see those posts. Okay, so. 
you, you, you just you just foreshadowed it here. So are the Lakers going to the finals? Let's get this out of the way. I, I know, I know, I, and, let, let, and, and here I'll get this out of the way for you. Barring injury, all right. I, I know we got it. People got to stay healthy yeah. and things like that. I think so because I just don't see a team in the West that is of the caliber. Like, okay, you want to go through the list? Denver, okay. Jamal Murray's not going to be there for like half of the year. And then even when he gets there, I think, you know, he's going to have to get back into this um, grind of things. I don't think he's going to be ready. So right. they, they as a team are not going to be ready. Kawhi Leonard with the Clippers, I don't even think he plays next year. I mean, I know he technically he can because it'd be nine months or whatever, but I just don't think he plays. Nor mm. Kawhi Leonard. The Warriors, I don't think Klay Thompson is going to look quite the same. I'm not saying he's going to be a bad player, but I just don't. And think he's not back be. in the beginning of the year either, right? No, he's not getting. He's not coming back to like after Christmas. So I mean, mm. they might be you know already out of the playoff race by that point. I mean, who knows? Like when I'm going through these teams, just like who's going to really give them a fight? Phoenix. But see, I don't want to be a prisoner in the moment, but. When the Lakers were up 2-1 before Anthony Davis' injury, Phoenix didn't look like they could do anything to them. They also had an injured Chris Paul in that series. I mean, I know we can say that about a lot of injured Chris Paul. You can, but I'll say this too. Chris Paul was able to play. Anthony Davis wasn't. Yeah. And and I guess I think that they're – I think the Lakers, barring injuries, will be coming out the West. It's really hard this year. I do think the East – it's just more top heavy, you know, I mean? composed to the West. And we haven't been able to say that in a while. It's a lot, it's a lot more gray area over there. Like even if all the teams are healthy, I mean, you know, you can stake some other teams and we'll get to the East in a sec, but I, I just don't see, I, I do think that Phoenix just didn't just have lightning in a bottle. I do think they're a version of as a version of them that that's still, they're still really that good. However, I just don't know if they're good enough with this retool Lakers team with Westbrook, with, mellow with all these guys that they can bring off none and monk and all these guys that can bring off the bench. It's just a, at a certain point, it's just too much firepower. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what I'm trying point, to get at. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to seem like I'm knocking Phoenix. I think they're going to be a really good team. I just don't think they're going to be quite good enough. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll take the Lakers. I mean, you know, and I'll take the Lakers and we'll have to hear the subsequent LeBron talks for goat again. Who are you taking in the East, though? Because the East is a little bit more nuanced. I mean, we got Brooklyn. We don't know what we're going to do with Kyrie, whether Kyrie plays or not. You got so, Milwaukee, the defending champs, and everyone else, of course. So when when we talk about taking them, are we are we saying that Kyrie is going to be with Brooklyn or not? Because that makes it easy. If he is going to be with Brooklyn, I'm taking them hands down. Okay. If he's not, man, I might lean Milwaukee. I'm going to go as it states right now. Kyrie Irving's not playing, so I'm just gonna go. He's not playing until we find out otherwise. You can we can change the same way, like the same way situations change when informa- we get more information. That's what we'll do. So as of right now, Kyrie Irving is not playing. Okay, I'm I'm a lean Milwaukee. And and I just want to keep in mind, Brooklyn has got deeper. They got Aldridge was back. Paul Millsap is there. They got Blake Griffin for a full year. I mean, they're still loaded. These are guys that are excellent. But Milwaukee is loaded too. I mean, not to the same degree, Who obviously. They added, you know. I mean, they added Grayson Allen. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, okay. They haven't added anybody, but, I mean, they just won the NBA championship. So they I don't lost know Tucker. Were... Yeah, but, I mean. Hey, he, he, was on the, added... he, was in the, he was in their closing lineup. He was, but he wasn't adding anything to them offensively. 
but he was I, I, I'm sure luck uh, sure as heck a lot of on on defense and and physicality and stuff that m- people felt like Milwaukee was lacking. So I don't know. I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm playing devil's advocate. I know you're doing a good job of it. I mean, I can't really respond to that one. I, I, at the end of the day, well, first of all, can I sneak the heat in? Can I sneak him in? Do we have enough? I mean, I mean, you you guys made it to the finals two years ago, so I don't think I don't see why you can't. I can't pick the heat for simple fact of I don't want to be called a homer. And I, I don't know if we even have enough, but I will say this. But like you said, with the Kyrie everything being out, I, I, I like a, in a series of Brooklyn, we got a fighting chance. Milwaukee's tough. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Brooklyn because I'm going to think, I think that even if Kevin Durant and James Harden are healthy, I think that they're two of them are so that good that they could beat any team in the East in a seven game series. I, I think they're that good. Like, I think they're that good. And then when you add Blake Griffin and Paul Millsap and Aldridge, and if Joe Harris can actually hit a shot in the ocean, that'd be nice in the playoffs. He's look, so he's looked good so far in the preseason, but I mean, it is the preseason. Yeah, it is the pre. Yeah. So we'll have to see. And, and I think they added some, Oh, um, uh, the rookie cam, the rookie cam as well from LSU. Forgot his last oh yeah. Name. Yeah. I like him too. So they, they, they got some guys. So I'm going to go Brooklyn. All right. I'm going to go Brooklyn Lakers. I'm, I'm just going to go chalk like Vegas is talking about in the finals. If Brooklyn and the Lakers meet up, who you got? And, and, and I'll specify. Let's just for fun. Kyrie's there. Kyrie gets the vaccine at some point. He's playing. You got all three. Who are you taking? I'm, talk, I'm talking about everybody Southern. Man, I, I, I think I have to lean Brooklyn. And this is the biggest LeBron fan, but I think I have to lean Brooklyn. Yeah. You know what's funny? I feel like Brooklyn should win, but for some odd reason, I feel like LeBron will find a way. I don't know why. I don't know how. I just feel like LeBron will just end up finding a way. But I don't think you would be wrong with that. I mean, at, look, at worst, he's the third best player of all time, so I don't think it's, it's a shock to say, oh, the third best player of all time found a way to win. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be tough. But, but before we even wrap up there, obviously, I do want to get to the main award. I've, I've seen some MVP odds, seen some guys that we think are going to win. I think I don't remember. I don't remember who your MVP pick was last year. I picked Dame. Forgot who you picked. But I can't remember who I picked. Yeah, well, he, I wasn't right though. That's all that matters. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't pick Jokic. I just know that. But do you have? Who do you think is going to win it? I mean, obviously, this is a. We can go a lot of different. We can go to some of those typical names. We can go, you know, Luca and all these guys and Jokic, but. Do you have anybody that stands out as for sure? You Matter of fact, I think that's who it was last year. I think I did pick Luca. Okay, you picked Luca. Okay, yeah, which yeah. Is, wasn't a bad pick. A lot of people were picking Luca too, and he still ended up probably being in the top five or so in the voting anyway. I think so. Who I, I think I'm going with Giannis this year though. But hear me out. Okay, I think he could have won it last year. I think it was just voter fatigue. But now that it is, he's coming off a um, NBA championship. I don't think voter fatigue could be there, and I think. He's going to put up those same quality of numbers. I think the Milwaukee Bucks can finish first in the East. Matter of fact, they can't finish with the best record in the NBA. I remember at one point, like, was it two years ago where they were almost pushing, you know, the 72 win record? It looked, it looked like they were pushing it, put it that way. They were on pace for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that they can do something again like that. I mean, and I think they could just be, you know, a really good team with like 66 wins, 67 wins throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to be the main focal point of that. Obviously, I, I would go with Giannis. 
I think the narrative can fit in a way, and we all know the narrative is important for the MVP. I'm I'm gonna say. So I got. I hate to do the. I hate to be the guy that has two. I think a lot of people want to see Luca get it, and I think the narrative can fit for him, in terms of new coach, new system. I think Dallas might actually finally be good. Like we've been saying they'll be good for two years, but I think they'll actually be good. And if and I think the key is if Porzingis starts playing really well for Dallas, and I know we didn't even touch about Dallas that much, but we'll probably hit that as the as the year goes along. But he's gonna get a lot of credit for that. But I'm gonna go Kevin Durant. Especially if Kyrie Irving doesn't play. Let's say Kyrie Irving doesn't play half the season, Trey. Let's say Kevin Durant's going to put up his numbers regardless, right? Kevin Durant is going to put up numbers in his sleep. It doesn't really matter who he plays with. He can play with you and I. He's still going to put up the same buckets, right? <laughs> yeah. I think Brooklyn, is they just, all they got to do is get a top two seed. He's got to stay healthy. And I think the narrative fits for him to win the award, especially since we've been talking about Kyrie Irving all offseason, how he's not going to be there, how the Nets are going to be affected. Only way that changes is if James Harden – just they just sometimes those two great players like we've always talked about they just split each other's numbers and it's just hard for the numbers to back it up but I think Kevin Durant's got the best case um so I'm gonna go Kevin Durant that would be my vote but I wouldn't be surprised if Luca outside chance of Curry Curry's always gonna be there too so. see my only issue with Kevin Durant is uh I just don't know if he's gonna play and like you know the last couple of years he's missed you know decent shocks of games because mm-hmm. of injury and maintenance. And yeah. I don't know if Steve Nash is really going to push them that hard. I think they just, I think they're more focused on the long term goal of getting to the NBA Finals. I don't really think they care so much about their seeding. I think they can say, okay, Milwaukee, you can have you know home court advantage, but we still feel confident enough to beat you if it goes seven games. And I think that's the outlook they're going to have in the season. So I don't. That that mm. would be the only hindrance I see for him not winning MVP. I don't know, man. I mean, I can I can see that. I just think that he looked really good off the Achilles, and I, I think that a, a year removed from that, having a full time to train and, and not just rehab, I think it'll be a difference for him. Yeah, but he's played a lot too because he looked really good off the Achilles, but then he went over play overseas in the Olympics, so he's been nonstop. That's true. He's, That's true. he's not the youngest person; he's thirty three now, so he's you know he's not in his physical prime. So it's That's true. But, but before we wrap up, Trey, I know we got to get out of here, but obviously we didn't talk about Utah. We didn't talk about a lot of teams that you know we'll see what's going on. Is there any storylines that you think is going to pop up this year? Anything that you're just excited to, to – for? I mean, look, this is the best time of the year for us anyway. I mean, start of the season, I mean, we were just excited for basketball to come back. Anything that – just a few, a couple quick hitters you're just looking to, to, to watch out for for the season or want people to tune into? Well, just one quick hitter I, I want to really focus on is I think the Charlotte Hornets with LaMelo. Uh, I, think they did, I think they have something going on there. I don't, I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they can make a, a little bit of noise. Mm. And I think, you know, Michael Jordan's just started to get some credit for actually being a halfway decent GM because, you know, in the past he's been pretty terrible. Or, well, owner, I should say. Mm-hmm. He's been a pretty bad owner. But I think I think they're headed to the right direction. So I think LaMelo's going to get a lot of um, a lot of good praises this year. And he might even be in contention for most approved player. Really? Even after running the rookie of the year? Yeah. I, I think he's going to take a jump. Wow, I mean, I, I I can see that. First of all, oh, actually, first of all, before I even before I even forget, shout out to the shout out to Chicago Sky man, WNBA champs game. That game was that series is awesome. Candace oh yeah, Parker shout out going, Candace Parker. Yeah, Candace Parker going back home. 
with Chance the Rapper and the crew of Chicago. That was a good series. Um, but but yeah, man, in terms of what I'm looking for for the season, I, I'm looking forward to the young guys. We didn't really get to them too much. Jalen Green, you know, uh, Cade Cunningham. You know, we talked about Suggs a little bit. Uh, Davion Mitchell. I, we didn't pick rookie of the year, guys. We'll, we'll get into that as the season goes along. But I'm excited to see the young guys in the young town. I will say teams to look out for. You you kind of alluded to it. I like the Kings. I think the Kings with that backcourt, with, with Halliburton and all that, we'll see how they sort that out. Um, I think the Rockets will be fun to watch, and they're going to lose a lot of basketball games. But they'll be fun to watch. Um, and then other than that, I, I mean, I'm really excited to see if everyone can stay healthy and we see everything at the top. You know, we've got some injuries over the past couple of years that have robbed us of some, you know, hey, let's be honest, some excellent basketball. We wanted to see the we wanted to see the Lakers and Clippers. We wanted to see the, the Lakers get to the finals and the Nets. We didn't see a lot of this. I'm looking forward to can guys stay healthy? They've had a full year now. Can these guys stay healthy as much as possible? And nobody's going to be 100 percent healthy as much as possible. Can we see the matches we want to see? So that's what I'm kind of looking out for. I'm excited for the season to start finally. It starts uh, was Tuesday, right? Tuesday, Tuesday, yeah, game. Tuesday. So, um, hope everybody listens to this before the season starts. Please, obviously, let us know what you think. Um, we'll be dropping pods regularly, updating you. There's a lot of stuff we'll get into some some football stuff as well as the season goes along. We won't forget about that. Some great games on Sunday as well that we haven't even touched on. Um, but thank you guys so much, Trey. Of course, um, I'm gonna let you uh, tell the people on the way out how we feel. Uh, you know, thank you guys so much for listening and subscribing. Um, Please, again, I know I always say this, but please provide feedback. If you have any questions or concerns, you know, let us know. Uh, and thank you for all your engagement. You know, we're really appreciative of it. Thanks so much. Peace.